We just went live, everybody. We're What's live up, everybody? On Sorry we're late. We apologize profusely. We're blaming Tim. It's Tim's fault. <laughs> huh. The only one that's not having issues over here. Actually, Tim was here early. So, you know, just saying. Uh, sorry we're getting late. A little late start today on this Tuesday afternoon. How's everybody doing? I hope fantastic. We're going to talk about paid ads today. A little bit of Facebook, a little bit of Google. And I am using a laptop for its name because it's sitting in my lap. So if I'm wobbling, Literally I apologize in advance. <laughs> you may need uh, Dramamine for this episode if you're watching. Yeah, you may need some Dramamine. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Ebony, who the heck are you? I am Stephanie Hudson, and I'm broadcasting live from Charlotte, North Carolina, where I, where I run Focus WP, a white label WordPress maintenance company, and we're doing some upgrades and stuff this week, too, so we're pretty excited about that. Got some new systems going, even cooler than before, um, and I also have a marketing company called Sweet Tea, where I focus on the brewery industry. You can... Find me mostly in my Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz, or um, on my website, focuswp.co. Okay. And I'm happy to be here. Thank you, Queen Stephanie. With you fellas. And David named me. I didn't name myself that. Come on, don't tell the truth now. You, you, you know you're the queen. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. Yeah. Everybody, Tim Streifler here, broadcasting from San Clemente, California, and uh, it is a fine sunny day here, about 60 degrees and sunny, a little bit of a breeze, a little windy. Um, not really sure why I'm still talking about the weather, uh, but you can find me <laughs> online at timstreifler.com, divylife.com, and wpgears.com, so... Yes, excited to talk about paid traffic today. Awesome. And my name is David Blackman, co-founder of Aspen Grove Studios, owner of Divi Space, and partners with Tim over at WPGears.com. And before we dive into today's episode, you may seem feel like we've we're light on hosts lately. That's because we have been. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on with some of the panelists. You may or may not know. If you watch the news, unless you've been buried in the sand somewhere, your head stuck in the sand, Australia's pretty much been on fire. Some pretty serious fires. And uh, so Sarah has been unable to attend and stuff. But she promises that next week we might get to see her. So I'm hoping so. And she she's okay and stuff. That's the important thing. Um, but we should start getting, you know, some more that the hosts and stuff here participating here in the short near future. So short talk paid ads. let's do it. All right. Don't use Tim has, oh, see Tim has, next week. oh, whatever. <laughs> Tim has a lot of stuff to contribute and I don't. So I thought maybe I would take the definition today, Tim. How do you Boom. feel about that? Sounds, Beautiful. sounds fantastic. Okay. So when we're talking paid ads, we're talking um, advertisements for your business online that you pay for. And these come in the form of um, paying for clicks, paying for impressions, or display ads. 
so there are different types of ads that you can pay for and there are different platforms of course everybody knows google ads you can run ads on facebook linkedin instagram all the all the socials have um paid ads that you can do and so what we're going to talk about today is it, what makes for what makes a good use for a paid advertisement for your business and how do you structure them properly? What's what are some of the key elements that we need to have in place to make your campaigns a success? David is a hater. He doesn't like. Oh, ads. I'm not a hater. It's act. They actually work really well. Tim and I are. We're kind of a good examples of you know. Digital marketing and web traffic. So like content marketing, organic, paid. Mm -hmm. you know, going the different routes and stuff and the benefits. So I kind of feel like we have a, a lot that we can kind of contribute and give people some insight on, um, you know, kind of, you know, where they may want to go for different, different things. Um, so, yeah, Tim, you want to kick us off? Yeah. So I, I think one important thing to distinguish is like what kind of business that you have. So for example, David and I, David mentioned, um, he does some paid ads, but mostly organic content marketing. I do some content marketing, but I do a lot of paid ads, but we are selling products. Um, I know a lot of our, our viewers here are, uh, web designers, agencies, that sort of thing. And so it's as a service provider, it's kind of a whole different ball game. Not to say that you can't do paid ads, but it's just very different where like, for example, if you have been, on Facebook and you are, have, uh, you know, you use Divi, that sort of thing. Chances are you've seen one of my ads for one of my Divi products. Well, I'm selling a product that's anywhere from $24 to a couple hundred dollars, which is very different than when you try to get a client uh, to hire you to build a website for thousands of dollars, for example. And so um, it's kind of very different approach. Um, there's definitely companies that get leads online through paid ads, but I think it's, a lot harder than when you're advertising a product, or I guess when you're advertising for a product, that's a lot more straightforward. It's, Hey, come look at this product. Here it is. You should buy it, you know, much smaller sale, much smaller, uh, shorter sales cycle, so to speak. Um, but when you're trying to get leads, it's very different. And so, um, I would say most people, um, maybe <laughs> should be careful and not try it cause it can suck up, um, your budget pretty quickly. I saw someone, um, just before jumping on here, that mentioned that they had the free like Google ads credit that Google gives everyone uh, to try to entice you and get you started using it. And without realizing it, cause you have to, in order to use a credit, you have to set up an account with a credit card. And so um, I forgot who commented, uh, but they mentioned that uh, they forgot to turn it off and they ended up spending <gasps> some extra money and then they had nothing to show for it. They got all the clicks to use up all the free credit plus some additional budget, but got no leads out of it. And so that's kind of the, um, the downside and, uh, you kind of have to be careful is you can use up a lot of money quickly on either Google or Facebook when you are trying to get leads. Because, um, in my opinion, people want to hire people that they know, like, and trust. And so when you're, promoting your service company to a, a cold audience, no one knows who you are. And so what's going to make them want to just pick up the phone or, or fill out a form 
for you to do a website for them when they don't know who you are. And so that's kind of the big thing here is that I think we should discuss is paid ads for service providers. How do you do it differently? How can you make it so you don't just burn through your budget? Those are some really good points. I think, um, you know, Tim is right. You need to be very strategic on the types of ads that you run. If you're going service industry, you're going after client services because it is different when you're productized um, because it is a, you know, kind of a lot of what he was talking about and stuff. I think from a client services standpoint, if you're going to go after a, a cold audience, um, first of all, I would encourage everyone to not totally forever go after cold audiences. So, you know, start doing some type of content marketing right away so that you can start getting visitors to your website so that you can then retarget them with ads later on down the road. Whoa, now you're getting crazy. Talk, jumping right to retargeting. No, I, I wanted to preface that because I think it's important. Um, you know, you can, you may feel like as a client services company, you may not be able to do like content marketing. What kind of content do I need to produce and stuff? And um, I'm going to always go back to, you know, kind of be of service, you know, try to think of things that people who may be looking for websites might be looking for, you know, why do I need a website? You know, um, you know, the top five website platforms, even if you, you know, you're a WordPress guy, whatever it is, because people are going to be searching they want to know value and they may they may be searching and stuff and if you can start getting them into your ecosystem so to speak to where you can retarget them that's going to be good so i think long term that should be all of your goals but going back to the types of ads that you possibly should run um, they need to be very specific and realize that um, Tim can go more detailed into the technical side of how you want to set the ads up and stuff, but from a sales mental standpoint to a cold audience, um, you know, you're, if you're targeting your local area and stuff, um, kind of like Tim said, if you've in the Divi community, you've probably seen one of his ads. I see his ads about 50 times a day, you know, yeah. I hope you're paying for click and not for impressions, Tim. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm paying for sales. Yeah. Oh, are you? Okay. So between you and the, the Divi chick painting the masterpiece. Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> how many yeah. times have you seen that at? We're Elegant best friends. Themes. Yeah. Elegant themes You're and trifler go through my feeds. It doesn't matter where I'm at. I see them. So I think you need to be really kind of strategic and um, he can give you the technical side of what's the best budget friendly way to do that. But I think, you're going to want to um, lead lead them to a landing page, a specific landing page, as a, as opposed to yes. straight to your website. Because I have, I have an example of that, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Give us an example. There, I have a client who I built their website, and we do several different services for them. But they started working with. Um, Google ad experts, you know, air quotes, right there. They set up all these campaigns. This company spent thousands of dollars. I'm sure I've brought this up on the, sh on the show before, but they spent all this money and the ad um, experts were coming to the client saying, we're so we're getting such great results. We're so happy with how this campaign is going, blah, blah, blah. And the client was like, really? 
where? Like their analytics were great for all the clicks and the traffic they were getting, but all they were doing was dumping them to the homepage and they got literally not one call, not one lead, not yeah. anything because they did. So it's not just the ad that's important or the budget. I mean, all of those obviously are, but if you don't send them someplace with super specific action to take, yeah. you're, you might as well flush it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely pointless. Yeah. Um, one analogy, I forgot what marketed this was. It might've been Neil Patel talked about, um, you wouldn't just go up to, uh, you know, uh, someone and ask them to marry you. Um, right. You would get to know them a little bit, take them on a date, take them to dinner, that sort of thing. And then maybe once you get to know them, you built that relationship, then you might go in for the marriage proposal. And so <laughs> or the this... kiss, Tim? let's start off with the kiss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not overanalyze the analogy here. Um, and the same thing goes when uh, with like a business. So like when you're trying to like as a web designer, get leads to do websites, like chances are if you just send a bunch of cold traffic and David was touching on this, I'm just kind of explaining it from a different perspective. Um, sending them to, you know, your, your lead form, if they've never heard of you before, you're not going to get a lot of action that way. But, and so as David mentioned, um, advertising content can be a really great way, um, you know, targeting things that they might be searching for. Um, and then from there, you kind of feed them into your funnel. And so, for example, if you're able to get people to, you know, download a checklist of, you know, all the things that you should look for when hiring a web designer or all the things that you need to do, you know, before starting a new website project. Um, and then from there, either retarget them or, you know, put them on an email list and then have a follow-up sequence, that sort of thing. Um, you got to warm them up. You got to, uh, you got to wind them and dine them before you go in for the kill. Um, man, yeah. I'm mixing analogies here. Um, yeah, you're right. form. <laughs> wine them and dine well, them before it all you go in, the in for the relationship kill. <laughs> realm. So uh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think that's something that um, you know you have to think strategic, right? You got to um, all yeah. about strategery. Strategery, sure. exactly. And then yeah, as Stephanie said, yeah, like just sending people to a homepage or, or whatnot. Like you need a, a well-designed landing page. You know, if, if the whole point is to give away a piece of content, then, you know, make that really clear and easy to do with a clear call to action. Um, but, but yeah, I would love to know if any of our, our live viewers, our regulars here um, have any experience getting leads for a web design using paid ads. Um, I would just like to know who's using paid ads period to start too. Like yeah, if for you sure. Guys are in the live chat. If you're using, or if you're listening to this later, jump into the on our Facebook page and let us know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> Tim just got ca called a mass killer. <laughs> I um just what you were going for, huh, Tim? Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's killing them leads. That's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, an interesting thing that like you guys are talking about, and I've heard it before, and it it like kind of blows your mind a little bit to think about it, but to do a paid ad for a free resource. <laughs> so do a pay, like pay advertising to get, to give something away to somebody sounds kind of bonkers, but it really isn't. It's a super smart strategy to get in front of people with your resource so that they can download it, start to get to know and like, and trust you. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the main two mo most popular advertising platforms, Google and Facebook, 
um, they work very different. Like Google is more of the direct response, right? I am online. I am searching for a web designer in San Clemente, California, or I'm searching for a house painter in my area, whatever. And in that way, you might be able to get away with kind of uh, like kind of the more cold approach. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I feel like if you're looking for a house painter or something like that, people can go and cold it with a web designer. It's like you want that relationship first. Um, but with Facebook, you're basically targeting people based off of interests and different segmentation and stuff. And you're essentially like interrupting their newsfeed. And so that's where I think what Stephanie was talking about uh, using paid ads to give away something for free to entice them. Because if someone's scrolling through their newsfeed and they're looking at, you know, cat videos and um, uh, their <laughs> friends, family pictures and, you know, different things, um, Facebook groups they belong to, whatever. And all of a sudden you're advertising your business right there. Well, it's like, again, you got you to gotta wine them and dine them before you... Before you murder them. Before you kill them. <laughs> right? um, and so I think uh, everyone loves free stuff. And so if you can entice them with something for free and then kind of lead them down that path. Um, yeah, it's the funnel. It's all about the funnel. Yeah. And, you know, John brings up a, a good point. Um, you know, pixel, you're going to hear this term as well. This has to do with retargeting and stuff. Um, you're going to always, regardless of whether or not you're doing paid ads or now, or you may do them in the future, or you may never do them, I'm going to highly encourage you to put the pixels, the tracking pixels on your website in the event that one day you do decide to do paid ads, because that's going to come in really, really handy. My first experience with this was in 2016. Um, I didn't, you know, when I came into web design and building websites, I was like a total newbie. I didn't even know how to, I didn't even know what WordPress was. So I educated myself on WordPress first, how to build websites on the WordPress platform. And I remember when the first Divi in-person meetup in Orange County, Tim was there too, I believe. Um, we all went and met the, a lot of the, you know, Divi people that you know, and love today that do a lot of content and have products and stuff in the community. We all met in Orange County at WordCamp Orange County and Nick Roach brought his team to Orange County as well. And, you know, the first night we met him, you know, we were sitting in the Airbnb, we were hanging out and talking. And of course, everybody's got their laptops and it's open and he sits down next to me and he, he, he Nick says, open your laptop. Why don't you open up your analytics for me? Let me take a look at it. So he's opening up and he's sharing his knowledge with me. And I was totally not knowledgeable. And Nick looked at me and he said, you need to retarget, get the pixel on your site, start running some Facebook ads and retargeting because they're doing really, really good. And this is what you want to do. And I mean, I was just sitting there listening to him like, okay, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh, so trying to soak up. And it was a year before I fully grasped the valuable knowledge that that he had imparted on me the smart thing that i did do was i put the pixel on my site but it took me a year before i actually even attempted to run an ad you got to get that pixel on there before you need it though yeah. anyway so the pixel is important because it starts tracking traffic that comes to your website if you've ever done a search on google for a mattress or anything a car 
and all of a sudden in your Facebook feed and your Google or just said it, said the word aloud in your yeah, home. Yeah, said it aloud. You all of a sudden start <laughs> seeing these things pop up for ads. That's free targeting. Uh -huh. That's what the value of that pixel is. Um, yeah, Tim, break it down how it works technically. Yeah, and in the process, um, John Williams asked about because Facebook, the pixel is related to Facebook ads and how it works with Google ads. So Google, they don't call it a pixel. That's specific to Facebook, but they, Google has tracking code as well um, that uh, that hooks that you put in your site and will will basically tell it what a conversion is and all of that and has all the tracking. And so um, it's not via analytics. It's a separate uh, tracking code for um, Google ads. Uh, that I keep wanting to call it Google AdWords because they changed it from AdWords to just Google Ads. Um, Which but yeah, makes more sense, but still hard to do. But, but yeah, in terms of setting up the pixel or the tracking code, um, it's super easy to do for, for, uh, for both. Actually, what I recommend is using the tool called Pixel Your Site. Um, it's the, there's a free version and there's a paid version. And so it basically, all you do is install the plugin and, and then you have your, your pixel ID, you pop that in and you're done. And then I think you have to upgrade to the paid version if you're going to be doing e-commerce. Um, and so the, the plugin will integrate with, um, uh, WooCommerce or easy digital downloads, other platforms. And basically it already has all the parameters to, to tell Facebook what a, a conversion is, what a sale is, what an add to cart is, all of those types of things. So it's super simple. And then it also has, um, Google, the Google side as well. So that's what, what I use. Cause it's super simple. Um, there's definitely ways you can do it manually and just pop the tracking code into, um, I think if you put it in like your integration tab, so it goes in your your header or whatever that'll work um however for e-commerce um there's additional things that have to happen and so i just recommend using the pixel your site plugin because uh, it has all those parameters already set up for you yeah absolutely <clears throat> so those are kind of some basic important things that you're going to want to do if you're going to run ads and and i'm going to recommend that you do them regardless of if you ever run an ad or not because it's not retroactive Right. Decide one day, all of a sudden, okay, I want to run ads. Let me go ahead and put this pixel on this stuff. It does not go retroactive. It is, it is, it goes, it starts collecting the data from the day that you put it on and it'll, it'll hold that data forever. You know, so if you wait three years to put an ad on, at least you're going to be able to build an audience with that um, so that you can retarget and stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's just like Google Annex. Google Analytics tracking code. You want to do that from day one, so you have all that historical data. Same thing with, with the pixel and everything. Yeah, and, and the interesting thing is, is that Nick, what Nick went over with me is he showed me, you know, I was a newbie, total newbie, also with like analytics and everything. And he went in and he's just like, look, how cool is that that Nick Roach was teaching you all this oh, stuff? Yeah, it was freaking <laughs> awesome. Uh, he was like, look, this is your top piece of content. This is why people are coming to your website. Here's the type of content that you're going to want to produce to keep getting, you know, more people coming and stuff. And it was just like kind of eye opening for me. But if you've never run ads and stuff, it can really feel daunting and overwhelming and like, oh, my God, what the heck? I don't understand this. I don't know what to do. And it's really in this day and age, it's it's um, it's a it's not too terribly difficult. I mean, there's lots of courses and tutorials and YouTube videos you can watch. And it's pretty self-explanatory when you get on the back end as well. Right, Tim? 
Yeah, definitely. Pretty yeah. And uh, people are asking in the chat about Facebook versus Google. I'd say Facebook is definitely right. easier to get started. Google can be a little bit overwhelming because it's keyword based. And a lot of times people think that, oh, I want to rank for, you know, web designer in Charlotte, North Carolina, right? Where Stephanie is. Mm -hmm. Well, that's like one, that. one keyword. And you think that that's what everyone's typing in, but not everyone is typing in that exact thing. They're going to type in a hundred different variations of that, uh, that are technically different keywords. And so there's different ways you can add the keywords and add, um, make them dynamic. So if someone types web designer, you know, plus anything, for example, you know, you're going to come up if they're in your geographical area. So there's a lot of different things you can do. And so it can be a little bit daunting. So Facebook is easier to get started. Um, however, uh, most people will just do a post on Facebook and then click the boost post button in the feed because Facebook mm -hmm. uh, like basically handholds you into spending money on their platform with ads. Um, but boosting a post is not the most effective way. It's kind of, um, without offending anybody, it's kind of the amateur way of doing Facebook ads. Uh, it's not recommended. Um, you, you don't have as much control. It's the way it sets it up. You don't have all the targeting options. And so um, you don't want to do it that way. Just I've even heard it can be damaging. I I heard some rumors, I don't know if it's true or not, but that once you start boosting posts, Facebook knows you're willing to throw money at your feed. So they'll throttle your organic um, reach because they know you'll pay for it, so, which is, I don't, I mean, I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah. it doesn't, wouldn't shock me if it was. Yeah. I mean, I would be, I guess. A, it's a rotten move. I hate that. Before, I guess, knowing whether that's true is, the question is, does anyone actually have a good organic reach before doing ads? <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, David, I, did you have something to say? Well, I mean, I was just raising my hand to what Tim just said. Does anybody have a good oh. reach? We did because we didn't really, you know, by the time we ran an ad, we had been content marketing for over a year. So, you know, oh, I meant um, a good organic meant, reach like, on, on Facebook. Media. Like when you share a post on Facebook and actually have it. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Tim, have you ever run an ad on LinkedIn? Um, I did like years and years ago, but now not for Divi Life or anything like that. I have a client actually that wants to run uh, a LinkedIn campaign. They're very much B2B, so that's they're you know, their people aren't on Facebook. I've been targeting uh, my ads on LinkedIn quite a bit. Yeah. Every time did they I work. And there's a new one. Hell no. It's kind of annoying, actually, the way that LinkedIn does it because or I, I don't know, maybe it is different. They'll connect with me and then they'll pitch me in the messaging. So, yeah, because um, I don't I don't really use LinkedIn. You know, I mean, if you go right. back, bingo, I just don't, you know, but I'll accept everybody that wants to be my friend on LinkedIn. Mr. Social. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can. We can connect. And then I'm yeah. getting you know, emails because they're messaging me about, and they're trying to pitch me their wares. And yeah. That's my thing. And headhunters. I get headhunters all the time. With, with LinkedIn ads, uh, like who, who's actually spending time on the platform to see ads. Like most people will just go on, accept people, update their profile. That's it. Where like Facebook, you're, you're spending. I, I, I don't know. I actually think, I think there are people who are LinkedIn people. I mean, I think there is a community on there. I don't, I think, we're more Facebook people, you know, like that's where yeah, our that's true. crowd is. That's where our people are, our audience and our colleagues. 
but there are, uh, I mean, LinkedIn as a platform is huge for like content. Like people put these huge long posts of like tons of content and it's really good for like that as a platform, as far as I know, gets the best organic reach of all of them, it, which only matters, you know, again, if your audience yeah. is there, but there, there is a whole world on LinkedIn where people, I mean, I just actually talked to somebody better in a Facebook group and she, we connected and she was like, yeah, if you want to stay in touch though, hit me up over on LinkedIn. That's where I usually am. I'm almost never on Facebook. So I think it's just a yeah, that's interesting. preference thing, you know? Like there I'd are love- some Twitter people. I'm I cannot like I can't make Twitter work for me. Yeah. Me neither. I'm not a tweeter. I would love to see someone uh like as a web designer do some some LinkedIn uh, advertising and see if it yields any any good results. That'd be an interesting experiment. Yeah. So it so we're talking about ads for lead generation. Um of course you're also running your ads for selling products what other kind of things could we run ads for are there other well options? user acquisition user acquisition is 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 a good way i mean you you talked about early about giving something away to run paid ads you know mm-hmm. giving a, you know well, how, how is user acquisition different from lead generation to you like, well the difference lead generation is going to be you're, you have a specific goal in mind. You've got a landing page that you've created. You've created an ad for it. You're wanting them to take a specific action, whether it's conversion or, or what. You're going for that. Where you're going just strictly user acquisition, it may, it may be to get them into your ecosystem just to get them to click, come on over, get pixeled so that you can retarget them later. You know, oh, so okay. those types of ads um where you're just doing user acquisition you're you may not be selling to them right then you're only getting them into your funnel so to speak so that you can start selling to them more via google via facebook you know and you've got a strategic plan for marketing to them after the fact so it just kind of depends on what you're what your goal is and you know that's kind of interesting the um targeting someone just so you can pixel them that's kind of an interesting yeah i mean it's good yeah Yeah. i mean it's hammered look tim's in my feed every day he's got me wanting to buy his stuff every minute you know, <laughs> uh, David already has an all access pass. <laughs> I know, me too. Yeah. I know, like, that's why I say, I hope you're getting you know, um, paid for this impression. And, but what David said is, it's super true getting people so that you can just pixel them and, and then retarget them because they say it takes seven touch points on average, right? Like big caveat on average, some people will buy on the first touch point rarely, but, and then some people might take, you know, 15, 20 touch points over the course of a year for them to buy. But on average, like seven times is like the magic number. And so if you can, uh, you know, get them to, uh, you know, download a freebie or, or whatever, get on your site and you can retarget them with something else, retarget them with something else. You're starting to, to build credibility and relationships. They're seeing you over and over again. So the next thing you know, it right. Like, How many touches so they buy? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So getting them just onto your site so that you can then retarget them more is, is a good strategy. What do you feel like you're like the number of touches are for, for someone will buy one of your products? 
maybe like you know in in the sub one hundred dollar level even. Um. Not to put you on the spot with metrics. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to quantify, I think. It's... I mean, Facebook has, yeah, it, it is hard to quantify. Facebook does have a metric for the Because average... you touch them in so many different places, you know, not right. inappropriately, but, you know. And Facebook does have a metric for um, the average number of views that each person has seen it, but that doesn't necessarily equate to like those who have converted. And so it's, I can be like, okay, like right. people have seen, like some of my ads, it's like, oh, okay, most people have seen this ad more than seven times, but it's like, I keep it on because it's still converting well. And so mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, it's hard to say exactly how many touch points of like for that specific product, but it's like, I'm running multiple product ads and then I'm running all access pass ad. And then I'm running like some smaller content ads. And so um, it kind of goes into just like overall branding. The more people that see my brand in their newsfeed, the more familiar they get, you know, and so they might not need Divi overlays right now, but like, you know, in two months from now, that's the first thing they're going to think of because they've seen it in their newsfeed so many times. That was um, one of the other things I was going to say was um, brand recognition. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a tricky ROI, but it's kind of, yeah. And, and, brand, and that comes into like what David does with content marketing. Like you can't really type in something Divi related without seeing Divi space or Aspen Grove studios. And so mm -hmm. he's doing the, the branding from the other side of the realm on the yeah. content yeah. marketing side. And um, one thing that I also want us to kind of touch on and stuff with this, because there are some strategies and tactics that you can use to, that you're going to want to use besides just pixeling for your website. So there are some, you know, some things that you can do from within each platform to retarget, you know, um, users from that platform. So like you can put a video on Facebook, for example, and Facebook's going to watch everybody that watches that video they're going to capture them and they're going to, they're going to take them and break it down into, you know, how many people watched it for three seconds, 10 seconds, however much time. And you can start targeting those people based on the length of time that they've watched your stuff. So obviously if somebody's watched it longer, they're probably more interested and they're a little bit warmer of a lead. Well, you can start running ads to those people as well specifically and target those people so um one thing and i'm not really sure how the algorithms have changed or not or or or, or if they've even changed but like facebook groups for example great 100 percent of the people who give in their feed can see it it doesn't it's not like your business page where six percent sees right. it 100% will see your post if they're in the group at that time and stuff. If it's a massive group, it's getting buried, you know, right. but if you yeah. were to like place a video in one of those Facebook groups or something and people watch it, well, all of a sudden you can start targeting those very niche specific mm -hmm. people, you know, into um, trying to starting to get them into your funnel and stuff. So, um, so be careful. A lot of groups will, they'll, delete your video and kick you out. And if you start spamming, you know, um, content in there just right. to do stuff. So, um, 
But there are some things like that that you can do that the platforms themselves allow you to retarget within the platforms, you know, the paid, the ad platforms themselves. Um, How do so, you mean? Well, like Facebook, for example, post a video on Facebook and you're not sending them to your website and stuff. They're just watching a video but they're watching it and they're mm -hmm. tracking it. Facebook's tracking how long they're watching it, you know, and yeah. you can go in and retarget with an ad specifically to that video audience. So say you, you know, did a video on how to, you know, unclog your pipe or whatever. I, I don't know. And, and so many people are sitting there <laughs> learning how to unclog a, a Not pipe. Not dirty, you know? <laughs> that's a personal problem there. <laughs> well, it's, I'm talking like a plumbing problem or something, yeah. Yeah. you know, they mm -hmm. just, you can then, okay, these people may be interested in this, these types of things. So now you can start running an ad specifically to those people that watch that specific type of content and stuff. Right. So. And when it comes to all of these things, the, uh, the, the targeting of your groups, you have to get it just right. Cause you can't, you go too broad and you'll just burn all your money. Cause it's not the right audience. And if you go too niche, then you're not going to get the traffic that you need. So it's a, uh, it's a tricky thing. You got somewhere to be David. Still on, oh, very my, dramatic watch check. Yeah, my watch was like <laughs> buzzing. So I was like, what the heck? Oh. Yeah. Cor Cor Corey Jenkins just, uh, just got here so I, I think we need to start over from the top for him take it over let's take it from the top guys do over <laughs> Corey. we miss you yeah he needs so to uh what else what were you gonna say well say about all that oh so the other thing that i'm very interested in which i haven't done yet but is to go on um facebook you can upload your contacts and do look-alike look that's what yes. you, you you do that right tim so yes. that targets people who have similar interests <laughs> to the people that you are already know might be interested. Yeah, and here's the here's the cool thing about that is Facebook knows um, they know us, their users, better than we know ourselves. And so if you right. basically say, hey, here's a whole long list of my buyers, go and show this to other people that are going to buy. Well, Facebook knows who is more likely to buy based off of other people that have bought or other people that have become leads, you know, whatever your, your, your goal is for the ad. And so, um, that's a cool thing. The, the problem with that is you need a rather big list because for example, I, the email list that I use for Facebook is not the email list that I use to purchase products with like very different. Mm. And that's the case for a lot. And so you might upload a list of like, um, you know, 10,000, uh, you know, paid customers, and it's not going to give you an audience of 10,000 people. It's going to be a lot less than that because it's not able to pair each of those 10,000 email lists with a profile on Facebook. And so right. that's the tricky part is you need a pretty, like the larger the list, the better, because it's going to get whittled down as Facebook isn't able to, to pair it properly. Um, but yeah, lookalike audiences are awesome. And here's the thing is you can combine what we were talking about with pixeling and pixeling like traffic with a lookalike audience. You can be like, okay, so here's all the people that have come to my site or have visited this page or have watched this specific video now create a lookalike audience from that. So it's like, there's, 
you can get you know multiple layers deep on that um and it can be really effective because you're basically telling facebook rather than me telling you the type of people i want to come and click on my ad i'm going to let you you handle it and you find me the people that are most likely to uh you know fill out this form or buy this product based off of you know the people that have visited my website or the people that have watched this video etc so combining those two concepts is yeah super powerful that is awesome i i listen to all this and i'm ah, i'm missing the boat i gotta get into this i gotta like do all this and i'm like then i hear all these nitty-gritty details and i'm like ah i don't want to like because I, i'm not emoji with the head just blowing off the top uh, like people it's a lot of work it's a uh, lot which makes me think like especially with google i feel like i've i've gotten on facebook and played around before i've never really had much success but i feel like i can at least make sense of the, the options that are there and do a little research google is so intimidating to me yeah. running google ads i find i i'm especially for a client i would always go with um you know recommending an expert which those are tough to find too you know one of our one of my colleagues has been going through a nightmare she runs big ad campaigns for several of her clients and um she her guy just like flaked on her or something and she's been like in disaster trying to get someone to replace him she's been like interviewing people and doing all this other kind of stuff and so, I mean, it's, it's a big deal to try and find somebody that really knows all that. And that's, that's one of those things. It's like, there's a lot of stuff I want. I'm like, I'm such a curious person. I want to know how to do it. I want to figure stuff out. You know, I want to take yeah. it apart and see how it works. But like, when it comes to that, I'm just like, maybe I'll think her, but like for anything serious, I, I want to bring in a pro. Yeah. Do you guys I, have, you guys ever worked with contractors to do that? I, I have mixed stuff? feelings about that because you have to have someone that really understands your business, yeah. which is the hard part. Like say you are a plumber where it's very straightforward, like what you do and what you're trying to accomplish. And like a contractor that's running ads, like understands your business model and stuff. But for like example with me, with Divi life, selling Divi products, it's such a specific niche. And I don't think it would take me a lot of time to educate and, and explain, you know, my business to someone. Um, and, and yeah, like I know what my strengths are. I know what the, the, the features are that, you know, really will help stand out that I can market. And so that's my whole thing is I don't, and maybe it's just me being a control freak, but and you're I, a control freak. <laughs> here, here's the thing, Tim, Tim's right. You're not, you're right. You're not being a control freak. If you're productizing and you're specifically, it's not something that is intuitive like plumbing services. Right. You know, um, they really need to have a good grasp. That doesn't mean that they're not out there because right. the person who ran our ads and set them up and stuff wasn't a part of our company, but was very familiar with our industry, with our company, yeah. with the products you know, Corey Hammond, who helped us initially and stuff, he knew everything. So, yeah. you know, you do have to find somebody who is knowledgeable yeah. and um, who knows what they're doing and stuff. So, um, right. And I mean, I think there's, that can be said about any industry, like a plumber is straightforward. If you know what plumbers do <laughs> I mean, with any of it, it's like, you know, the right. industry. Yeah. One, um, one thing I will say though, as successful as a company as elegant themes is you know the most popular premium wordpress theme in the world 
with you know millions of dollars of revenue, um, hundreds of thousands of customers. Nick Roach personally manages his yeah. Facebook ads. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he still <laughs> manages all of his. He's the marketer and elegant team. That's interesting. Yeah, so it was like valuable advice, you know, he was sharing and he's a sharer. So that's pretty awesome. That's why you because he's a sharer too. He helps people out, which is really good. All right. Okay, so there's a little conversation here in the chat about Holy doing God. these ad campaigns being like friends coming back in. I know. Monterey Premier just yeah. showed up. Kathy, you know. Kathy yeah. KKR in the house. Yeah, um, we you, you guys uh, may get a chance to see uh, Mr. Mr. Monterey here on the chat pretty soon too. To show up next week and we'll see. Um, but anyway, so they're asking, they're saying like running ads is like a whole other job. So how much, what do you put in? What, what, what how much time are you putting into the ads that you guys run? Not nearly enough time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I mean, that's, that's the honest truth is it's like, they'll, there might be times where I'll go like weeks or months without like opening up any of my reporting. Um, I've gotten to the point where I have ads that are long standing ads that continue to convert that I don't have to touch. And so that's, that's a benefit there, but really like to get the absolute most out of your ads, it takes a lot of experimenting with different types of ads, different ad copies, different images, different videos, different audiences, like, um, and so, so that's, much. It, it is. And so it really is like a whole nother job and stuff. And so I, I do kind of, you know, the bare minimum in order to, to have it still be profitable, but I should be, and I want to be, and I hopefully will be soon doing a lot more of that. Yeah. And I think, do you do a lot of AB testing with your ads? Well, before I have... we dive off into that, I want to jump. I yeah, wanna... sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, which was, um, well, I guess it, it, it kind of dovetails in with what you know, we're talking about, how much time it's a job and stuff. Something that we didn't even get into today and we're not, we won't get into right now because we don't have time, but it can be another topic is once you master this for yourself, you can start selling this to your clients. And that can be really, really valuable and stuff. So it can become a revenue stream on a couple of different ways. It can be revenue stream because you're getting clients, but it can become a revenue stream also because you're running ad campaigns for clients. So back to the AB split. What if you run campaigns to get clients to run campaigns and then you get incepted? Yeah. Lots yeah, that's like selling a course on selling courses. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. People people do that all the time. That's kind of how it, it it probably starts, you know, is that they start running ads for themselves and it becomes successful. And then it's like, oh wow, you know, I know what I'm doing. I'm good at this. I'm efficient. I, I've got high conversions. Turn around. That's valuable to businesses. They want that. So you can turn around and, and sell. And if it's overwhelming for us to even think about figuring it out, imagine non-technical people who know they need to run ads. Like, so Tim, they, they, do you do testing? I, for the most part, no, I don't. I should do it more, um, but I've done it in the past. But again, it's kind of like me doing oh, wow. like, what's that? 
Tell them why you haven't done it. Just based of uh, the, the time I have. Time. <laughs> a lot of work. It's a lot yeah. of freaking work. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Um, however, one thing I will say with AB testing to, to do AB testing properly, you, you need something that converts, right? It's like if, if your offer or your ad doesn't convert, it doesn't matter what tweaks you make and what AB testing you do, it's still just going to be a flop. And so, um, you know, make sure you have an offer and an ad that actually converts and then start making tweaks and AB testing and, and that sort of thing. So that's my advice there. It's good. Man, we have kind of blazed through an hour. I didn't even realize that it's I know. an hour. I know. Well, there's so much to talk about on this yeah. subject. I mean, yeah, there's we we didn't really even talk about very much about keywords, keywords and things like that. And yeah. Um, yeah. That kind of goes more into like the Google ad side of things as opposed to the Facebook. Facebook's really true about like either lookalike audiences where you can build an audience based on somebody else's audience so for example elegant themes has hundreds of thousands of you know users and people doing that so you can build the elegant themes lookalike audience so if you're selling divi products that's good but google google ads is going to be definitely you know keyword based and you're going to be bidding you know yeah competition may be stiff where you're living you know and there may not be, or you may live in a small town and there may not be enough search volume to warrant you really running ads and stuff. So there's so many things that kind of go into it. Um, yeah, definitely. Final yeah, there's thoughts? a whole lot of stuff. We haven't covered, I mean, even the technical side of when should you run an ad? Should you even consider it? What types of tools? How do you find out, you know, would it be possible? Because the you, flip side, once you run it, then the the analytics and the metrics are so huge. And I that's a whole nother can well, of worms to figure out. Like because if you've got people on like we were talking about, if you've got people that you're targeting um if you're targeting them on Facebook, if you're running Google ads, if you've got all these different campaigns happening, you, you know, how do you find out true numbers as to what what's really working, what's really bringing the people to your site, stuff like that? I could I think that's a whole well, other on the Google, topic on the Google side of things, it's pretty easy. You can you can go in and you can see what people are bidding on, what keywords, how active they are. I mean, the higher price it is, the probably the better it is for you and stuff. Um, I've read some things too about like tar like trying to hit certain spots in the lineup. Like you don't always want to hit the first spot because people tend to sometimes skip past that one things like that. It's all like, there's so, oh, it's just, yeah, there's, we're, I'm not an expert at all. And I can see you loving doing this though, David, cause it's like gambling. <laughs> it's like uh, the thrill of it. it. I don't do it though. I ran Google ads one time because we decided to start doing, we put out so much content and um, I was really on the fence about, you know, affiliate marketing, you know, because I, I wanted the integrity of our content to be, you know, the utmost. I didn't uh -huh. want people to think that we're just producing content so we can make money off of them on affiliate stuff. Well, that's kind of, was kind of stupid. I should have been doing affiliate all along. Um, yeah. You know, once I kind of educated myself and stuff and learned a little bit more, 
um, well, I decided, okay, well, let's go for it. You know, we'll run some some ads and affiliate and elegant theme. What ads are we going to run? It's going to be Divi, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> my very first ad that I got put out in Google and stuff. Um, I basically was hijacking elegant themes as, uh, you know, organic traffic. <laughs> I heard a little, little message from uh, my good friend, Nick Roach. He's saying, hey, David, that's kind of not good. And I, I pulled it down. It's like, you know, okay. So you have to be kind of careful what you're doing and stuff and, and really know. Uh, but I, that, <laughs> that's I, funny. I haven't done them since, you know, I just haven't. I feel like you would be loving that. Tim runs them quite a bit. So yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely know a lot less about Google ads than I do Facebook ads. Because uh, yeah, Google's a lot more complicated and it's it's tricky. There's a lot to it. <laughs> um, but but yeah, um, I, I say, um, I guess this can be my final thought because uh, it is kind of the last thing I did want to say. Um, <laughs> With uh, with Facebook ads, if you are a, uh, a web designer or service provider, whatever, um, and you want to target your local area, you can do that. You can target by geography. Most people know that. However, one thing you have to be careful of is by default, Facebook, if you type in a local area or like multiple areas, by default, the setting is everyone in this location, right? Which that includes people that have just at one point been there or are visiting there. And so you want to actually change it to say people that live in this location. Um, huh. Because if you, like if I go and I visit uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, um, I don't want to see ads for, you know, Stephanie advertising her, her business because I don't actually live there. I was just visiting there for a short time. And so um, that will be my final thought. So make sure you change it to people that live in this location. Great final thought. That's a good tip. That is a good tip. Go, Stephanie. <laughs> what, final thoughts? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. My brain hurts from all Ooh. this. People are like, in the chat, they're saying, maybe we need to do a series on this and get in, do a little deeper dive or something. Does. So I mean, you can get into the to the, to the ad creation side. Cause I almost feel like this was just frustrating. <laughs> we didn't actually solve anything. It, no. did, it did make me want to like dive in a little bit more though and learn a little bit more. I, like I say, I have played around a little bit but nothing like full blown. And um, uh, so anyway, I think education is huge for all of this stuff though. I think you do also have to be willing to gamble a little bit as with gambling don't bid more than you can afford to lose just in case <laughs> and remember to turn your ad off when your budget is done like that yeah. guy said at the beginning yeah set set a max budget that you yeah. know it's it's just like when you're investing um or if you're gambling you know you don't want to invest or gamble more than you're prepared to lose so same thing right. with ads it's an investment so you have to be prepared to lose the amount and you want to set a max budget and I think you got to think way beyond the ad. You've got to think where they're going after that, what you want to do next, how you're going to track the metrics and all of those kind of things too. I think that's, that's a, probably all of that stuff is what holds me back on it even more because it's just so many steps and so many elements. But I guess that, that wasn't really a final thought, but I think I'm done. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. 
I don't really know that I have any final thoughts other than I agree with John. Uh, this easily could be a, a multiple part series because there's so much that goes into it. And today we just kind of did a general overview of face of ads, why you may want to do them, why we've done them, you know, things you may want to look at and stuff like pixeling and whatnot and tools yeah. use. So, so nobody answered my question when I said, have you, have you run ads? So I guess that means nobody has. I have. So no, I know you, well, you didn't mention it in the live chat. <laughs> <laughs> we, we heard though. So how about now that we've talked about it, is anybody going to go out and try some ads and what are you going to try? You're going to do uh, Facebook, Google, yeah, let us know in the comments. We would love to yeah. know. Put it in the chat or in the comments if you're watching later or on our Facebook page. Like, subscribe, and comment and on comment. the comment. Yeah, hit us with some comments, you guys. And then, uh, as always, I, I always forget to say this, but man, we're so grateful for Pablo, aren't we, you guys? Yeah. He's the best. Pablo he's who? Just, he's... <laughs> I don't know how to say his last name, so I, I can't help. Elvestagui. Is that, is that right, how you David? say it, really? Yeah, Alvestawi. Alvestawi. That's pretty awesome. Anyway, we're super grateful for you, Pablo, for being there and getting everybody to smash Moderating. that like button. Yeah. Just yeah, and if you... Smashing some comments in there and smashing some subscribe. Yeah, if you're listening right now and you're on YouTube, feel free to like, subscribe, activate the bell, leave us a comment. If you're listening on iTunes, uh, which I don't know if we've resolved that iTunes bug yet. <laughs> oh yeah, we are. We're a little behind on some updates. Is on it. We have okay. We're on it. It's going to get fixed for those of you who are. Well, if you listen on iTunes, by the time you hear us say this, it will already have been fixed. <laughs> Yeah, you're hearing So you're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess we will see everybody next week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Don't forget, we've got a special guest next week, too. It's going to be fun. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.